Hey everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I was about to say music from the creators, sure, and I'm sorry about that. I mean to say Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's your host, Scott, and today I'm uh, doing another bit of a retrospective episode. This one about a 50-year storm. Bank robberies and like Virgin on Prom Night, these ex-presidents just vanish. I mean, they vanish. The reason why I'm talking about the 50-year storm because I just watched the movie, the 1991 classic, Point Break, starring Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Uh, what was that? I can't remember her name right now. The one that's in Free Willy right now. I'm trying to remember her name right now. Um, what's her name? Fuck. I'm blanking right now. Lori Petty, that's it. As well as Gary Busey. Anthony Kiedis. And also starring, if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, it's also starring John C. McGinley, as well as Gloria Mann, Galen Gorg, Sidney Walsh, Anthony Mangano, Tom Sizemore, and Jeff Hamada. And this movie starts out with the, ex, the former Ohio State quarterback, Mr. John Utah, also known as Johnny Utah. On a training field, getting in some practice on how to check out something, in, like trying to get into the FBI properly, and we moved into bank robbery in California. Anyways, I'm sorry about this all, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I'd have a drink and uh, help solve this retrospective. This has been one that's been coming for a long time. And the reason why it's been coming for a long time is because, well, shit. Sooner or later, I knew I would be doing this movie. I knew I'd be watching this movie and reviewing it. And I knew, knew it was going to happen. It was going to be the day that I would watch the classic film Point Break and do a review on it. And now I do it today. As today shows up on its ugly, dreary doorstep, it has shown up. It is here out now. It's just going. But anyways, he uh, finds himself meeting his new partner, an experienced agent named Angelo Pappas, played by Gary Busey, who... Is helping investigate a string of bank robberies by a group called the Ex-Presidents who wear rubber masks of Ronald Reagan, James Carter, Richard Nixon, and LBJ. And the funny thing is they don't have any JFK, they don't have any Gerald Ford masks that they use. And rather than robbing the vault, they just use the they tell his dwar- dwar- drawers is all they want to get. And they're out within usually 90 seconds, which is a very good time frame if you ask me that they're out in and out that fast normally most bank robbers aren't that smart and again these guys aren't everyday normal bank robbers but what am I to know I don't experience bank robber either but I know certain things and I can definitely say that they're fast 
And Pappas has this theory about them that they could be surfers. Johnny goes under, undercover to infiltrate the community. He fabricates a personal family tragedy to persuade an orphan, orphan surfer and restaurant waitress, Tyler, played by Lori Petty, to teach him how to surf after he saves him from drowning after his first attempt surfing horribly. And through this, he also meets someone named Bodhi, who is sometimes called Bodhisattva, played by Patrick Swayze. May he rest in peace. Sadly, he's no longer with us, but... I actually confused him with Doc Kilmer for some odd reason. Maybe it's due to their facial features, but at the same time, this is a movie that I haven't watched at all, but I knew I was destined to watch it sooner or later and do a review on it. And now that I've done so, I'm now doing a retrospective on it and talking about it like I normally do with all my other movies. After he helps save, like after he meets Bodhi and his gang of surfers consisting of Roach, Gromit, Nathaniel, they're all weary of him, like of Utah, I mean, but they accept him and recognize this, like, and then Bodhi even recognizes him as a, he even says he's a former college football star who uh, quit the sport after a knee injury, which does come up later on in the film. But anyways... Like this is something that they all kind of say. Oh, you're a football. You're a former Ohio State star. Well, hey, let's hang out. You know what I mean? Like they're doing shit like that, and it's just so coincidental. Like he is starting to learn surfing, meets this guy named Bodie, who uh, Anyways, um, after he does that, after he meets them all, he uh, starts to master surfing. He finds himself increasingly drawn to their charged lifestyle, boys' philosophy, as well as Tyler. And um, following a clue that Johnny had about some of the hair found on one of the bank robbers. Johnny and Papa's lead a assault, an assault slash raid on another gang of surfers, which actually results in the death of two of the FBI agents. And it ruins a DEA undercover investig- operation. And as those surfers wanted a separate, want, were wanted for separate charges, they are disproven to be the ex-presidents, but as time goes on, there's one time when you Johnny watches the Bodie's group surfing and he suspects other ex presidents, but it's how close of a group they are and how one of them moons another surfers in the same manner he like the same one does while they when leading a bank. And around this I think it's the next day he panic he finds out like that they're about to rob a bank, like he basically stakes them out and follows them around and sees what they're doing. They're gonna hit up a bank. Because they cased it, so Bo, like so, Johnny and Pappas stake out the bank where the ex-presidents appear, and while chasing someone, uh, like while chasing, I guess someone wearing the wrong Reagan mask, he uh, Johnny Lee is led on a foot chase through a neighborhood, which ends up with Johnny's old knee injury flaring up, and that is due to jumping into the L.A. River, the flood control channel, and despite having a clear shot. 
he's unwilling to kill this Reagan character and allows him to escape, just repeatedly starts shooting in the air instead. At a campfire that night, we, the audience, do get the confirmation that Bodie and his gang are ex uh, the ex-presidents and that Tyler un uncovers. This finds out that Utah is an FBI agent, actually, and terminates the relationship immediately because he basically told her lies. And Bodie aggressively recruits him into going skydiving a couple days later with the group, and he accepts. And after the jump, he does, real he does reveal that he knows Johnny is an FBI agent and has arranged his friend Rosie to uh, hold Tyler hostage and blackmails him into participating in the last bank robbery, bank robbery of the summer. And as a result, Gromit, along with an off-duty cop and a bank guard, are actually who attempt to foil it, are killed. Basically, Gromit's killed by the cop and the security guard because of this bullshit. And outraged by Gromit's death, Bodie knocks out Johnny and leaves the scene with everyone else. And Harp wants to arrest Utah for the armed robbery. And instead, Papas defies orders. And uh, has Papas un like, uh, uncuff Johnny in the car and head to the airport where, the where Bodie, Roach, and Nathaniel are preparing to leave for Mexico. And after a shootout, Papas and Nate are killed. Roach is seriously wounded. And with Roach on board, Bodhi basically forces Utah onto the planet at gunpoint. And they fly down to Mexico while Bodhi and Roach are on parachutes. And they jump out, leaving Johnny to take the blame with no other parachutes available. He jumps with Bodhi's gun, no less, intercepts him, lands safely, even though his knee gives out again. He allows Bodhi to escape, I guess, because of that. But he sees that Roach dies of his wounds. Rosie releases Tyler when he meets but with Bodie. And they leave with the money and Tyler and Johnny just watch on. And this is when again then it jumps to nine months later. Nine months later exactly. To Bell's Beach in Victoria, Australia. A real nice looking place that my goodness, if I ever do get the chance to go back to Australia, I will probably go there just to take a look at it. I'm not gonna actually like, I'll just go to the place, because it is a renowned surf beach, and it's 100 kilometers south of, southwest of Melbourne on the Great Ocean Road between Torquay, well, it's between the town, near the towns of Torquay and San Yanuk. It's just a suburb area, but anyways, I plan on going to Bells Beach in the Victoria area and just check it out, just because it is the finale for this film. And you find him there and it's because there's a record storm that's producing lethal waves and I do mean lethal this is an event that Bowie's been talking about for ages calling it the 50 year storm like Johnny even mentions that like he wouldn't miss a 50 year storm he found a few other things he's like he's maybe one week behind he looked through all of Mexico Fiji and where else I'm trying to think he said a few places but he said to Bodie, he wouldn't miss a 50-year storm because it is apparently a 50-year storm and Johnny attempts to bring him in into custody because like all this shit that happened, he wants him to go down, but Bodie refuses. Drink a brawl and surf. He does, like, it just has, so happens to see. Bodie really wants to see this. He begs him. Johnny releases him so he can ride this once-in-a-lifetime wave 
And knowing that Buddy was not going to come back alive, you Johnny releases him and says via con Dios and bids him farewell, more or less, and sees him step towards the wave. While the authorities watch him surf to his death, Johnny just kind of walks away, throwing his badge in the ocean, and the movie ends with a song by Rat, which wasn't a bad song. The song's called Nobody Rides for Free, which I don't think was... Oh, it was on the soundtrack. It was a single for the soundtrack itself. Okay. I was going to say, if it's not for that, oh, big deal, but I guess it is. Anyways... What do I have to think about this film? This is a film that came out in 1991, a year before I was born. 31 years ago. I am about to turn 30 this year. I don't want to turn 30, but that is the case. I can't really choose what I turn into and what I don't, but I can't say this film will definitely have an effect on me for many years to come. This film was definitely one that should not have been remade at all. Because that remake, it shits on the idea of this film completely. And right now, I am seething with anger because I know for a fact that film is going to be one that has to fucking crawl into my fucking skull one of these days. I'm sorry for swearing, folks. But it's going to crawl into my skull and never leave if I... Let it, it'll be one of those films, I'm going to have to make another, I'm going to make a review on, and I'm going to be seething in anger, I'm going to be on angry, I'm going to give it the worst score, it's so maliciously bad. Like, I don't understand, what was the point of making it again, 24 years later, what was the point? Seriously, if they made it in maybe, if they made this film... Maybe in 2006, 2007, when the extreme sports stuff was really amped up and just nuts, skateboarding and all that. Okay, fine. I would have been okay with a little bit of surfing, a little bit of skateboarding, a little bit of snowboarding, a little bit of dirt bike shit, a little bit of base jumping, maybe some wingsuit flying. That's fine if they did it back then, if they made the movie back in the early 2000s. But they made this movie originally in 1991, when surfing was still a bit of a big deal in the 90s. Skateboarding wasn't as big, but it got to be pretty big in the late 90s, so that makes sense. But anyways, it's one of those things that I just, I don't understand why. Why was it needed to be remade at all? Like, this film definitely is classified as a cult favorite. I don't know any releases of it anywhere where it could be done so, but I do know... And the remake was mostly negative, and I can definitely say I have to agree. I saw what it looked like, and I just know it wasn't good. Like, this film, if I'm to give it a rating, which I don't really want to, I can say it still did pretty damn good for the box office. It wasn't the best, but it did a lot better than most people thought. It had a budget of $24 million, and it made... Three times, like at least three times more than it should have made. I'm wrong. It made almost four times. Actually, twenty-four. Yeah, it made around three times more than its budget. Eighty-three point five million at the box office, which is amazing. It was re-released in twenty eleven on Blu-ray, but I don't know if it's gotten a four K remaster at all. And I mean, this movie could use a four K remaster. I don't know if Warner Brothers or whomever. Um, I don't know if 20th, I don't think Disney's going to want to do anything with it because they own 20th Century Studios now. They own 20th, 20th Century Fox, which is now 20th Century Studios. So honestly, I don't think they're going to do anything with it. 
they might not, but you know what? If they do, good on them. Who knows what they're going to do. But I do know they're not going to really do much of anything with it, I feel like. But at the end of the day, if they do, cool. If not, whatever. I know Largo Entertainment should do something with it for, for production. I mean, Lawrence, like, whoever runs it right now, I think, currently... Is I'm not too certain on who owns the who's the owner of the group right now for because it was originally Largo Entertainment, then it became Intermediate Films that took it over, and then they went down, and it's now owned by Ron Tudor and David Bergstein. I guess for the rights, I guess I'm not too certain on who exactly owns it, but I do know. Again, the remake is going to come into my brain. One of these days, and if it does, I will 100% watch it, and I will do a review on it, but I know for a fact I'm going to be maliciously violent about it. It's going to be a film I'm going to need a shitload of booze to go through, and I don't even want to, I'm sorry for swearing again, I don't want to be swearing, but that movie is going to need me to have a lot of alcohol in my system to even sit through it. I'm going to really have to, each time something stupid has happened, I'm going to have to probably take a shot every time, and it's just like, no, I don't want that. Anyways, it's one of those things that just, it bugs the living heck out of me. And I mean, honestly, I got to say, there's probably some very subtle references in pop culture nowadays. I don't know if I want to say that, honestly, I think maybe the developers of the Grand Theft Auto franchise did watch Point Break, because I know... In the most recent HD universe set, series of games, I'm, I'm including Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5, as well as Chinatown Wars in this, as well as the DLC, uh, Battle of Gay Tony and the Lost and Damned, respectively, in this. I think they might have actually used parts of Point Break in GTA 4 and 5, respectively. For the Mission 3, Leave Clover, there is a part in that game where you're doing the bank robbery in the, in the city of, like, the Bank of Liberty in the Algonquin area of Liberty City, and... It so happens to have you, like, see someone die on the job. And also you see yourself, like, seeing another character. Especially in the Battle Gay Tony and GTA 4, respectively, for this one. You see a character say, this is not such a good idea. And he's apparently a gun, there's a guy with the, the gun club member who wants to take these guys downtown or what have you. And he himself gets shot. Everyone else is fine. So that might have been a reference to that. But I do know there's also a few subtle references in GTA 5. When it comes to some of the heists in the game, there's a part where someone says, like, they got a win for 90 seconds for this jewel store robbery. And there's another one where it's like, when you actually do rob a bank, you're doing the same sort of thing that you would have done, in a sense, with maybe a mixture of heat as well, I feel like. But it is what it is. There's not much else I could think of. But, anyways, I also know in the game, in the online version of the game, you could also do a few other things with the characters and whatnot. And you could do funny things like that. With some bank robbery stuff. But there's no mooning at all with anything whatsoever. In it. But anyways, that's whatever. I just know that I feel like there might it might have been done like that. But I do know it's one of those things. And it's just, it's interesting to say the least.
I don't know if it happens a whole lot, but I do know that it's it's one of those moments in this film, like in the film, that just it works. I don't know. I just know that there's also a reference, I think, to Point Break with the Canis Bodie, the truck that Trevor Phillips drives in Grand Theft Auto V, which is very similar to the truck that's driven at the end by uh, Patrick Swayze. It's similar to a Jeep that he has at the end. And also one of his Jeeps at the beginning of the movie as well. It looks very similar. But it's not jacked up or what have you. So I don't know if it is a reference to it or not. But it's Rockstar Games. But anyways, I'm sorry about ranting and raving about that. I already got my final thoughts out of the way. Which I should have not done already. I should have done my my ranking on it. But my rating. But I didn't. Uh, to rate point break what to give it i don't want to say it's perfect i don't but it is but at the same time it's not either if i'm gonna give this film a a rating i'm gonna give it a class i'm gonna give it a classic mark a cult classic on this but i'm gonna give this film a solid eight out of ten it is and it's got the cult classic stamp of approval for me for midnight movie confessionals it's got that approval it's definitely one if you are in the mood to watch something just randomly. If you're in the mood for something to pick up for just a random movie night. If you have it anywhere on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's on Netflix in certain territories. But if you have it anywhere on Netflix or have you on any streaming service. Or if you have it on Blu-ray or DVD. or Just pop it in. Give it a watch. It's definitely... One that's definitely aged very well for what it's worth. It's a thirty-year, thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old plus film, and honestly, it doesn't feel like it's aged a bit. I mean, it's dated for sure, but it doesn't feel like it's aged. There is one movie that I know that has aged, not terribly, not poorly, but it has aged for quite, uh, quite a bit. And I'm staring at it right now in the face, and I know it's going to be the next movie I'd probably do a retrospective on if I decide to do another one on it, on any. But that will be a different story for a different time. I hope you all enjoyed my rambling, my raving, my review on Point Break. I now want to go grab a surfboard or even a paddleboard and go out in the open ocean or even out on the water and go do something like that. But I don't have a wetsuit. One, I don't have a surfboard. Or a paddleboard, for that matter. So, I can't do either. But, this movie really made me want to go take that up a tiny bit. Not a whole lot, but enough where I want to actually do it. But, at the same time, I don't think I should. I'm not very... I'm not a good swimmer either. So, that's the other thing. So, I don't really want to do something that's going to kill me. So, anyways. If I ever do decide to do the remake of Point Break, which I might do later in the future, I do know it's going to be a movie that is really, really, really going to just have me sink my teeth into horribly. And I do mean horribly. I don't know how else to describe it, but I do know it'll be a movie that will be... I will be seething with anger by the end of it all and i know for a fact i will because i know i saw it in theaters and i didn't even want to oh, why why did i do it to myself <sighs> further review i guess
but whatever. But anyways, folks, I should get off of here. I have a lot more to do where I'm at right now. I have a few more Midnight Movie Confessionals coming up very soon. I don't have anything that I could think of off the top of my head for the next couple of months. I know I wanted to see Lightyear, but I know I'm not going to go see that now. I'll probably do one when it's on Disney+. Plus. And I know there's another movie I want to see that just came out this past week, Jurassic Park Dominion. I don't plan on doing a review on that, sadly. Mostly due to the fact that I'm just... I don't find there's a need for me to do so. That and also there's nothing there for me to just say, yes, this is what I want to watch. I'm not, I, I might, if any of you follow me on Letterboxd, Dr. Shadowblaze, by the way, um, I will post a review there. I'm going to also post this review on my Letterboxd as well for this movie. I'll post it in the description. So, I don't have to do much else with that. But anyways, I will definitely say, again, this movie is an 8 is an eight out of 10. It has a cult classic mark of approval for me. That is a first that I've ever done for a movie in a long time. Like, like mentally, I haven't really... I haven't put that on any movie that I could say is a cult classic. Because I, there was one movie that I was trying... I was, there was two movies I was trying to review. But the reviews got scrapped due to... People just not respecting my boundaries, and I had to put that episode into the graveyard where it's not. I'm not reviving it anytime soon. If I try to do it, it will be a three parter, and it will be a long, lengthy film review. But that is a different story for a different time. If you all are enjoying these, please give them a watch out on. Not a watch. Give them a listen. They're they're always out there in the ether. Share it with your friends. But again. Point Break, 8 out of 10. Definitely, definitely a classic movie. It is one of Keanu Reeves' best, I think. Patrick Swayze's as well. A lot better than Roadhouse, if you ask me. Or Dirty Dancing. But those are both for another time. And if I ever do decide to watch Roadhouse, that'll be the day that I start referencing Family Guy, which I don't want to do. But anyways, folks, this is Scott signing out. Hope you all have a great day, and of course, keep on watching some good movies. This is Scott, signing out, and transmission.